0: Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios in beautiful Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast. Season number three, show number 46, recorded the week of Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I'm Dave Leip. Show number 46 features coach Daryl Cunningham from Highland High School the boys basketball coach and he is bringing in a couple of his premier players one of them has been here before Kate Altadonna's coming for the first for for the first time but he's bringing in his other one of his other great basketball players Jake Ottensmeyer, who's an East Eastern Illinois baseball commit for this year. But before those guys, we're going to be talking a lot of O'Fallon cross-country and distance running with Coach John Burnett, the head O'Fallon boys cross-country coach, three A Mespee winners. And just ahead of him, we've got Coach Neil James, and he's brought with him runner and triathlete extraordinaire Brittany Brown. To my knowledge, our first true. Triathlete who's like who loves being a triathlete on the show, so I'm I'm excited to talk to Brittany. Thanks to partners: Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East, and three things you can do to help: subscribe to this podcast, give us a great review you love it why not all that's free and number 2 follow us in all of our social media platforms twitter facebook instagram and pay attention and like all our stuff like all our great pictures of our guests it's just it's it's a fantastic community and if you have any story ideas email me please at yeah. mesp dave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you not, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right, Coach James, Brittany Brown, welcome to the show, guys.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for making the trip. So congrats on a
1: great uh, cross country year. This was year number how many for you coach James? What year was your first year you were just telling me? Yeah, uh, assistant 94 and then I took over as head coach in 97.
0: Okay. So you're one of the you're one of the few people that's been around here almost as long as I am. If you took over in 97, then I got you for th- three year by 3 it's, years for being a head coach, but you've been doing it for a while,
1: right? Yeah. And you're uh, still having fun. Oh, loving it. Loving every bit of it. No no plan to getting out anytime soon. And what do you teach at O'Fallon? Math. What math? Algebra 2, advanced algebra 2.
0: Very good. And you've brought with you one of your tremendous runners. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you. And you're a cross-country runner, and you're a distance runner. Yes. And you are also a triathlete. Yes. How did you get into triathlete?
2: Um, I my pa- I grew up watching my parents always race and always saying when they did Ironman, oh, that's what I'm going to do when I'm older. Um And in South Africa, I used to do the little kids races, but I never trained for them. I was always a swimmer. And then um, when we moved to the U.S., I... um, Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. So you got a little bit of an accent. You said South Africa, not South Roxana, right? Yeah, South Africa. Okay. So I've heard of that. So you moved here from a whole different continent. How old were you when you moved to the Metro East, to Um, O'Fallon?
2: 11 turning 12, so I was just about to turn 12. Was this
0: a Air Force thing or is this just it business? It was my dad's
2: work. Okay. He worked at Continental Tires in Mount Vernon.
0: Very good. So you came here and your parents were already triathletes and that yeah. was the sport to which you gravitated?
2: Yeah, well, I was always a swimmer and then I just did the fun ones. And then this is my third. Th- I'll be starting my third competitive season um, soon. Very good.
0: And are your parents still competing in triathlons?
2: No, not really. They're too busy traveling with my brother and I.
0: Okay, cool. So your brother does this also?
2: He's actually a mountain biker, and he, well, he did one or two triathlons, the draft legal ones with me, but he's more mountain bike.
0: Okay. So when, when was your last triathlon? Um,
2: the weekend of sectional. Okay. In Uruguay.
0: In Uruguay? Yes. So you travel internationally yes. for triathlons. Why do you travel internationally?
2: Um, well, f- my first international race um, in a different country was in Wells, Austria over the summer. C- they selected a U.S. junior team to go to Wells, Austria, Dusseldorf, Germany, and then Worlds in Montreal, Canada. And I qualified with that at a race in Richmond, and then so, so you're
0: on the junior national triathlon triathlete team triathlon team. Yes. How many girls are on the team?
2: Um, for the three week trip this summer, there were three girls and three boys, and then to Uruguay, there were five girls and five boys, and then they haven't set out the criteria this year yet for the national team.
0: Okay. Wow. Good stuff. Really cool. So in your last race, how did you finish?
2: I finished fourth.
0: Out of how many girls totally?
2: Um I I'm not sure, maybe in between twenty five and thirty girls with the just the countries from America, like Canada and then South America, the their top girls. And then from that race say however well your country does, you get those, you get spots for worlds. That's in Hamburg, Germany this year.
0: Sorry, Coach. I don't mean to ignore you, but this girl is a lot more interesting than it, you. Most most. This ones. is cool. Uh, that's you why didn't I tell me you. she was from South Africa. Yeah. Big fan of the Springboks?
2: Um, I didn't watch much of rugby.
0: You don't watch much, well, See, I just watch <laughs> Invictus every year, so I think that's that's all I know about that. Well, Good for you. And of the three, biking, swimming, running, which one is your favorite?
2: Um, Swimming.
0: That's your thing. Yeah. You love it. See, I thought you were going to say running because you run cross country.
2: No, that's actually one of my weakest in the race. No kidding. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Is triathlon an Olympic sport? Yes. Okay. So is that your big goal? I mean, if you're doing this internationally right now, I would, one would would, think.
2: Yeah, I would like to go.
0: That's your number one goal? Not
2: yet, but build up to it, maybe. That's
0: something that you're thinking. Okay. How many women compete for the United States? In the Olympics in triathlon. I think there's two. Two spots. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the age, typically, of when a female triathlete is at her peak. You know, like baseball players, they say, what, 28, 26, something like that? I think so. For a, for a female distance runner, Coach, maybe you could speak to this. I think, what?
1: It's, I think it's very similar. 28? Yeah, late 20s. Mid to late 20s, I think, is probably the peak time. Very similar to distance runners as they make that transition to marathon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same concept.
0: Cool. So we talked about when your, when your last race was. When's your next one?
2: Um, in Sarasota, Florida, March tw- 11th.
0: Do you always compete in triathlons? Do you ever do biathlons or anything different to <laughs> – like biathlon is shooting and skiing I realize that typically but are there ever races where you could just do two of the three events
2: um I actually used to do biathlon in South Africa when I was younger skiing and shooting it was just you would run on the track and then go to the pool um, and then they' ex- worlds they canceled the swim due to the water conditions so it was a run cycle run
0: Wow that doesn't so seem right It
2: wasn't a proper triathlon so it it wasn't like a proper world. And then the race in Florida that I'm going to in March, they canceled the swim due to the storms Sharks. that were there. Oh, um, storms. <laughs> so it was a duathlon.
0: Wow. But it's always pool. It's never open water swimming? Oh, it is open water swimming. Oh, it is open water yeah. swimming.
2: So that's the rain. If it's been raining, then the water quality isn't good. Or I don't know why what was wrong with the water. In, I, oh, it was too cold.
0: Oh, come on.
2: Yeah, because they had to cancel it the one day, and then they moved it to the next day.
0: So so you were bumming. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about your training right now. What are you doing to get ready for this next race?
2: Um, I've had a big focus these past two, three months on swimming. because I had a bit of an sh- uh, elbow injury the whole year with swimming, so that I felt... Well, I'm not very confident with my swim, even though I had some of the best swims ever. Um, so now, now that track starting, I'll put my focus more a bit on running and cycling and dial a little bit back on the swim just because I already have that big base.
0: Huh? What do you love about this sport? Because a lot of people are going to look at this and say, "Man, this is pain." And this and how it takes you how long to finish a race?
2: Um, between an hour and an. hour. Hour o five, depending on
0: the whole race. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say much longer. No, it's okay. a sprint. Okay. So what are the what are the distances?
2: Seven hundred and fifty meters swim, twelve point four mile bike, and a five k run. Okay.
0: All right. See, I was thinking it was longer. I guess I was confusing it with like Ironman. Yeah. So no. this is more of a sprint, isn't yeah. it? An hour, huh? Do you have a local coach, or do you just work with your parents?
2: Um. I'm part of a team in Chicago, MMTT, and they put out practices.
0: They plan your practices?
2: Yeah, they have a generalized practice, yeah.
0: Okay, but who coaches you on your swimming stroke and your cycling technique? Are they working with you on those things as well?
2: Um, I have a swim coach, that I, so I go to swim practice when I can. Um, especially during track, it's hard to go to swim practice, so sometimes I just swim by myself before. Um and then my um college coach has actually started helping me uh, well helping coaching me now so he's um putting my training together.
0: Cool. Who's your college coach? Where are you going to college?
2: I'm going to ASU.
0: Arizona State University? Yes. Good for you and you're smiling. What yes. are you looking forward to about ASU?
2: Um the tr- just to train with people um the training environment and um to be coached by, the, by Cliff and Nicole.
0: How many kids, young students, are on the team there at ASU? I think 12 or 13. And you won't do any track or cross country. You're strictly training for triathlons. Yes. Do, do the distances up, do they increase at the next level, at, in, in the, at the collegiate level?
2: No, they stay the same. But I... um. There's Olympic distances. That's double the distance, but okay, they don't really recommend for anyone under 18 just because it's very long and very long hours of training. So I won't be doing that. Well, I mean, I can, but I don't know if I want to do that yet.
0: So what happened in the fall when, when she was training for these triathlon events, Coach? Was she? How did that influence or impact her cross-country training?
1: The great thing about Brittany, she's a great communicator, so her and I would sit down um, every week or so and just kind of lay out the schedule. Um, so we kind of took what her coach was wanting her to do, and we would send him the workouts we were doing, and then he would see where it fit in. And so there would be days she'd be with us, there would be days where she would just go in the pool or just go on the bike um, to supplement that training.
0: So it sounds like there was a really open door of communication between you and her, coach, her coaching team in Chicago. Correct. So you had to be willing to have that communication, and, and I think that speaks to the flexibility that today's coach has to have. I agree. Ten years ago, you might have been like, you know what? You can't come to practice, then forget about it. But this guy's flexibility, I think, I think helped you a lot this year. I think that was important for you.
2: It definitely has.
0: So the question is, why run cross country? If, if being a triathlete is your number one sport, I can see why you would do it, but why did you run cross country?
2: I did it to help my running. Um, I, I like running with people. Sometimes I get too bored running by myself. Same with swimming. I get bored of swimming by myself. I like swimming with people. It pushes me. Same with running. I like just being with people, especially with workouts. It's fun doing it with people.
0: And being part of the school, being part of the team. Yeah. Because what you're doing is sort of like tennis, the sport that I coach, it's very lonely. If you're out there by yourself running a triathlon, if you're on the American team, then obviously you're part of the team. But otherwise, it's you against the other girls. It's lonely. You're there by yourself. But you get to run cross-country, and suddenly you're on a team with a bunch of nice kids, and, and you're having a blast. And that, I'm sure, was fun for you, right?
2: It was. It makes everything more fun and more to look forward to. Like I'm excited when I do workouts. I'm excited to go to every practice I go to.
0: Excited to go to cross country practice, coach. Isn't that what you want to hear? Right there, you, get, you love that when the kids are that way. I got a, I got a few more questions for you, but first I want to talk about Keller Williams Marquee. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee Jab and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call, at 618-578-9276, or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. Are you going to run track this spring? Yes. You are. So you're going to do, like, what, mile?
2: Yeah, I think so. Anything else? 800.
0: Okay, coach, are you coaching the distance runners, or is John Burnett doing that? Who who coaches the girls' distance track girls? I do. You do. That's That's what I figured. How are you going to use this girl this this spring?
1: Um definitely, you know, we've got a good group we think coming in in the 4x8. So um, she'll be one of those legs and then mix in some 800s, 1600s. We're not we haven't decided yet if we're going to throw any 3200s in there. Um, but she she really enjoys running the 800 and enjoys 4x4. Four four. Yes. She loves being part of that team.
0: She seems like a happy girl in general. I don't mean to talk about you in the third person right in front of you, but, I mean, like, she hasn't stopped smiling since she came in here. So what's it like to coach this kid?
1: This is what we see every day at practice. I mean, it's just just joy, and it it rubs off on the other girls. They see how hard she works and how she has fun doing it, and that makes everyone else kind of fall in place and do the same thing. Are
0: you having fun at at O'Fallon High School? Yes. Had Had a good experience there? Yes. What are you hoping to do at ASU? Besides enjoy some better weather than we have here when it's cold and nasty.
2: Um, definitely um, be part of the national team to help win another national championship.
0: Is that what they did? They won a national championship there for...
2: Six-time tri- six national champion.
0: Wow. So you're going to the best, to train with the best, to be the best. Yes. That's pretty cool. Have you inspired any other kids in O'Fallon or on your cross-country team to maybe give this sport a shot? Do you have any other kids saying, hey, I want to... Come swim or bike with you?
2: Um, I don't know about triathlon. I don't think so, but there's definitely been some people who um, have spoken to me about running and like tried. they asked me for advice about running and then they've joined the cross country or track team.
0: Let's talk about food. Is that a big topic for you? Yes. What are your thoughts on food?
2: Um... I eat a lot. Um, Food is good.
0: (laughs) Food is good. Yeah, you have to get a bunch of calories, like as much as you're training, right? You have to eat a lot, but but you can't just eat anything, right? I would guess food and sleep are two like big topics for your coaches in Chicago. Say the name of your coaches there again.
2: Um, Well, actually, who's coaching me now? I'm part of the team in Chicago, but my college coach is coaching
0: me. Uh, Say his name Um, or, or her name.
2: Cliff English.
0: Cliff English. And we're gonna tag him in our in our social media post, and you're gonna say, and and he's doing a good job, and is he is he, he's coaching you on nutrition and rest?
2: Um, no, just training.
0: Okay. See, I just gotta think if you're putting all these miles on your body, like how how you sleep and what time you sleep, what time you go to bed?
2: Um, no later than ten. Usually, I try to be in bed by nine thirty.
0: And what are you eating?
2: Um, like.
0: Big Macs, oh no! Fried chicken, (laughs) those are my favorites.
2: Home cooked meals every night. Mom cooks, Dad cooks. My mom cooks.
0: Kangaroo, no. Wait, that's the wrong country. That's not (laughs) crocodile. That's 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 uh, that's Australia. I got it wrong. Neil, don't laugh at me. I struggle with uh, I struggle with geography sometimes. Mom makes crocodile? No, (laughs) No, she doesn't. No. What do you eat? Like, what does mom make that's that's good for you? I want to hear this.
2: Um, pasta. Um, I really like this egg based bacon pasta it's not as creamy um uh we call it mince but it's ground beef and the like um ravioli with cheese inside that's
0: uh t ra- yeah raviolis t-raps cannoli i don't know you tell me what is it
2: oh uh, we just call it the pasta shells <laughs> sounds good
0: all right. Well, Brittany Brown, thanks so much for coming on. Good luck with your, with your next race. I think it's really cool that you're doing this. Are you going to do this? Are you going to have any local races coming up or anything?
2: Actually, yes. Um, in St. Pete's, Missouri, there's an elite race, which I'll be doing. When is that? Um, April 15th.
0: How often can you do this? It seems to me like you, you can't do this every weekend. Can you? No. So how often can you do this without destroying your body?
2: Um, well, I raced three weekends in a row, yeah. You did? That was in Europe. Uh, that was yeah, one weekend in Austria, one weekend in Germany, and then one weekend in Canada.
0: Cool. That's a lot of work, huh? All right, I'll, I'll ask you one more question. What, what, what was it like running for Coach James? Because he um, was on your, on your tail all the time and screaming at you. He's a tough guy, right? Tyrant.
2: <laughs> no, actually, no. I had a lot of fun running with Coach James. I wouldn't have been able to do what I did, what I've been doing, or like training how I have been without Coach James. So I'm very grateful for being, well, for moving to O'Fallon so I can do everything I do because I wouldn't be able to do it without Coach James.
0: How about that, Coach? It's awesome. Sounds like she's trying to lobby to get to just the events that she wants this uh, this spring for track. I think you're right. You're looking forward to that track season.
1: We are, yeah, very excited. You're already. Hey, one thing you need to ask her though about is her biking.
0: tell me about your biking
2: (laughs) i've had a few accidents
0: is that the most dangerous part of uh being a triathlete
2: yeah yes it is i haven't crashed oh i haven't crashed in a triathlon i've crashed twice in a mountain bike race in the same mountain bike race in the same minute
0: (laughs) so you also mountain bike along with your brother
2: i did two races during cross country season
0: wow Active sports, lifestyle, kid right here. Any other sports that, that you do that uh, I didn't ask you about that I should have asked you about besides mountain biking, which is also an Olympic sport, right? Yes. I believe it is. Yeah. Mountain biking, triathlon, triathlete, track, cross country, kickboxing, no, alligator no. wrestling.
2: No, that, I lived that in South Africa.
0: Nothing else? No. That's good stuff. Coach... James, thanks so much for the recommendation on this girl. You're right. She's a fantastic kid to have on the show. Good luck with all your triathlons. Thank you. And I'll be following you. And come on back.
2: See you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, guest number two is 3A Mesby winner, or the coach of the 3A Mesby winning team, the O'Fallon Panthers Boys Cross Country Team of the Year. And welcome also joining me in the studio, intern Keaton Anderson. Good to see you, Keaton. Good to see you here. Host of The Jungle, the EHS Sports Podcast. How's that going? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm hosting tomorrow, so. Who do you have on? A couple I football got, guys? Yep, a couple football. Uh, got a Ultimate Frisbee Players. And Your then, sport? Yep, my sport, yep. And then I also have. Field hockey. Field hockey, yep, Caleb Marshall. Okay, well, before we talk with uh, Coach Burnett, how about we talk golf? Coach, are you a golfer? Coach Burnett, are you a golfer?
3: Uh, depends on your definition of golfer. Well. I've been on the course.
0: Have you been at Oak Brook? Have you played golf at Oak Brook Golf Club? I have not. Okay. Well, located northeast of Edwardsville, Illinois, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as Friendliest Staff, Best Course to Host a Fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buddies, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at GC. Dot com everybody loves playing golf on a nice day keaton but you know what everybody hates what what <laughs> john any guesses what everybody hates
3: uh, i have many guesses
0: <laughs> waiting in line at the dmv Right? That's a rough one. And now you don't have to. Go see the state certified experts at Rosenthal License Services for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, genius location, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, which I need to do, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends John and Francis at Rosenthal License Service or give them a call at 656-6163. All right. Coach John Burnett, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: First of all, congratulations. Great year. Mesby winning team. The best boys team. In the Metro East, the O'Fallon Panthers.
3: Yeah, it felt pretty good. We had to uh, wrestle that away from Edwardsville High School. Coach Patulek does a fantastic job there with that squad.
0: Was this one of or the most dominant boys team you've had in your tenure?
3: Um,
0: have you finished higher than 14th? Yes. Okay, so what? what's your highest finish?
3: Uh, we have two seconds, a third, a fifth, and a seventh. So
0: twice you finished second?
3: Yes, consecutive years.
0: What years were those?
3: That would have been the fall of 2011 and 2012.
0: Okay, so you have had teams this dominant. Good good for you.
3: Yeah, I, I one of the things I always tell people, I'm, I'm the luckiest coach you've ever met. The kids that come in, they're talented, they're determined, they're focused, and uh, it, it makes life pretty easy on a coach.
0: But something is... is is happening to get these kids coming into high school with this goal. I think that you're reaching them at before high school, before high school, you know, who the, who the premier runners are coming into a Fallon high school. No.
3: Yes, actually we do. We have a very good junior high system. We have uh, two public junior highs at district 90 that, that have cross country that feed in. Uh, we have a Catholic school, St. Clair and, um, And the other schools will have just a a little person here or there, and you put all that together, and the success that the junior highs have had, we just try to continue it when they get into high school.
0: And what was your first year that you were the head cross-country coach at O'Fallon?
3: The fall of 1996. Okay. I'd like to know what year Keaton was born. What year were Uh, you born, Keaton?
0: 2005. 2005.
3: Okay, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> well into my career by then. Yeah, should
0: we describe life back in the '90s for Keaton? Ooh. Looking uh, at maps. Oh man, there I was can't even imagine. Yeah, we were looking at maps. <laughs> we were we were handling cash. Mm-hmm. We were not Venmoing,
3: and uh, we were making long distance phone calls on a landline.
0: <laughs> and we had to dial one first.
3: Oh, definitely. At least it was push button by then. It wasn't the rotary phones anymore. Those were simpler times. They
0: they may have been better. They may have been better times in 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 some way. But uh, I don't know, Coach. We could talk about the nineties all, all day long because I remember you because you were a teacher in Edwardsville.
3: Yeah, the first four years of my uh, teaching career, I was at Edwardsville High School.
0: And you were helping out with cross country and track then.
3: Mostly track, a little bit in cross country. Uh, my schedule didn't line up. Very well with the cross country, but I also coached uh, junior varsity girls basketball for wow. four years there
0: too. So you were busy. No, no basketball in O'Fallon since you've been there.
3: Uh, yes, actually I did basketball through. Oh, I'd have to think about this through about the 2005 or so. Okay,
0: give me some words to describe this season because uh, it was you guys were dominant, 14th regional champs, second place in the in the sectional, uh, the highest finishing team. From Southern Illinois in three A, how would you just des- how would you describe this season?
3: Oh, it was a great year. You know, we had a, a bunch of young guys, and they they progressed extremely well as the season went along. Uh, it's not always easy when you have guys that uh, are that young and they're that inexperienced, but fortunately, we have other guys in the team that are experienced, and they brought those guys along incredibly well. I, I have very good leaders on the team.
0: Look to me like your best runner for most of the year was Dylan Wybera.
3: Yabara, yes, Dylan Yabara.
0: Yabara, fantastic kid. And Eli Greenstreet right there, a couple of juniors. Zach Toman, mm-hmm. got to be related to tennis coach Aaron Toman. I believe she told me she had a nephew or somebody running on the team. He's a cousin. He's a cousin. There you go. You guys are really dominant, regional and sectional. And it looks like you're not losing that many kids. Uh, we had one senior in our top eight. Wow. So fourteenth place this year, one senior in your top eight, and these kids are gonna work hard because your kids always work hard every offseason, and you're not gonna set you're not gonna sit there and say, Well, our goal is to finish in the top ten. But, you know, realistically this team could be as good as as good as those teams that finished second twice.
3: Yes. Uh, however, when it comes to sports like cross country, you can't always predict the uh, the place you're going to get because that involves other schools, how well they're running, how well they're performing. Uh, one of our philosophies is when we go to a race, we go as we run as hard as we can, as fast as we can, and then the computer sorts out who gets what place. So is that
0: your strategy? Go as hard as you can, as long as you can.
3: Well, not necessarily. You know, when you when they fire the gun, you don't necessarily go to the lead and hang on for dear life. That's, uh, that's a recipe of disaster when it comes to cross country.
0: I go to the back
3: and hang on for dear life. I Trust me, I understand that. Personally, I understand that. But, yeah, the guys I have, they run very smart races. You know, there's uh, a lot of people who like to go out. They're, they're front runners. And one of our philosophies is you can either lead the first quarter mile or the last quarter mile, but you can't do both. you got to pick one. And most people for the last quarter mile or well, yeah. the first quarter mile.
0: Well, you were really dominant in the regional. Top three finishers are all O'Fallon kids. Uh, sixth place O'Fallon. Eighth place. So six of the top eight were O'Fallon kids. Uh, seven of the top 15 were O'Fallon kids. You were good and you had depth.
3: Well, I told you I'm the luckiest coach you've ever met. Best of both both worlds. Yes. I think you're being modest.
0: What do you do to develop these kids? Because you're you're doing something more than just staying in there, saying, okay, kids, go run.
3: Well, we do work a lot with the young guys. Uh, I have two phenomenal assistant coaches right now, Craig Muni and his wife, Anna Muni, and both were runners at uh, Southeast Missouri State University. Uh, Craig ran for us back in the... uh, late aughts and he graduated in 2011 his team his senior year in the fall of 2010 uh, got fifth place at the state meet and at the time that was our highest finish we had ever had and I'd always said if I could have one of my athletes come back as a coach it'd be Craig Muni because Craig's one of those guys who would run through a brick wall if he thought it would help and he would encourage his teammates to go with him you know he's just one of those kind of personalities
0: and he's a teacher at O'Fallon right now also
3: no he's not a teacher but uh he is working with the uh, the kids with us. Uh, he, awesome. He and, he and his wife, and like, and um, one of the things that I, that we like to do in the program is we do work with the young kids, you know. And this goes back a long ways. You know, these Craig and Anna have only been there a couple of years. Before that, I had I had Jordan Sanchez. Before that, I had Alan Elfrink for 21 years, and it's very very important that we bring the the young kids along, but we don't treat them like varsity athletes. We have our Our program staggered. Um, The um, younger kids do a smaller version of the varsity workout. Even if they're talented enough to run varsity, I don't like to treat a 14-year-old boy the same as I would a 17- or 18-year-old boy who's been in the program for three, four years. Because if you do something like that, I feel like the kids are more likely to get injured. And then if they're injured, they're not training. And if they're injured at the end of the season, then they're not helping the team at all.
0: Are other cross-country runners, other cross-country coaches doing what you're doing, modifying the workouts for freshmen?
3: I don't know. I I, I don't talk to them much about things like that. Uh, I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm hiding anything, you know. Uh, but uh, usually when coaches get together and they discuss workouts, they're usually talking about things on the varsity level. So how they handle things at their practices, I'm, I'm really not sure what they do.
0: So you always separate your freshmen from your – From your older kids and give them a different workout or sometimes or?
3: There's always some difference. Now, now I'm not saying I I separate them completely. Uh, This past year we had a freshman Harrison Schroeder, who was a very talented young man. Uh, He actually was uh, not only doing cross country, but he was also on our our very good soccer team. And he was a, a member of the varsity team there as well. And, he split time. So when he came in and, and ran with the cross-country guys, I sometimes I would have him run with the varsity guys, but I would not have him run the same amount as the varsity guys. So even though he's talented, if they're going on a five-mile run, I'd say, okay, you're only going three miles. If they're doing six repeats, he might only do four repeats. Because Like I said, I don't, I don't want to crush the poor kid. He's, he is very talented. But he's also young.
0: Killed it at regional dominated six of the top eight runners, move on to sectional. Second place, Plainfield South were the champs, 32 points. You're second with 98, then Oswego East is third. Were you okay with how the team competed? They qualified for the next level. Was that your goal?
3: Well, it's always our goal to qualify for state. We have, when we set team goals, we want to, we want to win conference, and we want to advance as far into the state series as we can. And we're fortunate enough to where most years, that includes going to the state meet. And once the guys get to the state meet, they want to perform their best. And however we finish, that's how we finish. As far as this last year's sectional goes, uh, Plainfield South, the team that beat us, ended up being the state champion. And so there's definitely, you know, no shame in losing to a uh, a school like that. Uh, A team that finished, I believe, fourth at our sectional, Plainfield North, they had... Yes, North. They were, they were missing one of their runners. And they ended up getting fourth place at the state meet. So our sectional was really loaded this year. And so we, we pulled out second place out of that sectional. We were very proud of ourselves.
0: State final scores, Plainfield South was first, 88 points. Hinsdale Central lost by one point. And Did you feel sorry for them?
3: <laughs> well, there, there was a yes and a no in there. Well, um, <laughs> I... I don't. You folks at home can't see this, but the, no, the, the no. tennis coach over yeah, here no. is... Uh, <laughs> the Hensdale Central, is pretty good. They, they they win quite a lot at tennis, yes. so uh, yes, and they win quite a bit in cross country too. So uh, I know the coach; he's a good guy. I'm sure. And, um, and and in that sense, I feel bad for those kids that lose by one point. But on the other hand, Hensdale Central also has won several state titles. This is the first state title for Plainfield South, so it, it's. You know, meant a lot to them. Yes. Yes, it did.
0: And then you've got uh, a bunch of the usual Chicago suspects up there. Barrington, New Trier, Park Ridge, uh, Maine South, Palatine, uh, LT, Lake Zurich. And then O'Fallon, the highest Southern Illinois finisher in 3A at 14th place. And from what I remember and from talking to other cross country kids, the conditions were terrible this
3: year. Oh yeah, it was rough. It, it was rough for everybody in the race. So, you know, we, we can't use that as an excuse. The times were off. And one of the, one of our uh, mantras is that the, uh, the weather and the conditions will affect your time, but has no bearing on your performance whatsoever. Your performance will always be what it is unless you allow things to enter into your mind.
0: It sounds like you're really addressing the mental aspects of cross country, if I'm not, if I'm not overstepping my bounds, you're trying to trying to dissect why you've had all this success.
3: We, we do try to have mentally strong runners. And we try to, uh, we, we practice situations, we discuss situations, uh, we, we want to make sure the kids are prepared for anything that comes up. We, we talk about what to do if you fall down. Uh, we talk about what to do if there's mud, if there's rain, you know, if you're not having a great race, you know,
0: what do you do when you fall down? get up that's and, what you do
3: yes you get up and, and you run a lot of people there you when people fall in a race they get this burst of adrenaline and they get up like watch watch me now and they try to bolt for the lead and that adrenaline wears off and then they fall further back than what they would have been so we discuss get up and run and every year it happens you know almost every race someone's gonna fall and you know and we talk about it afterwards and we say okay how did you handle it did it work and then you know we move forward from there
0: multiple top 10 finishes a lock to be a hall of famer for the cross country hall of fame or are you in, are, are you in it already
3: no no i'm not in the hall of fame uh, that's for other people there see. is
0: a cross country coaches hall of fame though right track and field illinois high school track yes. and field coaches association
3: yes yes there is well you ought to be in that so
0: and you're going to be uh, coaching this Spring, you'll be coaching the boys' track team again this year.
3: Yes, I I am the assistant coach. Okay. I thought you were the head coach.
0: How many years have you been the assistant track coach as well?
3: Oh, boy. Uh, This will be my 33rd year as an assistant track coach.
0: Are you still having fun?
3: Yes, otherwise I wouldn't do it. What
0: keeps it fun for you?
3: I like watching the kids work hard I like watching them set goals and work towards those goals and hopefully achieve those goals most most do but even if they don't um, just watching the kids go after something on a daily basis have something that important to them that they're willing to go out and work for that I think is awesome
0: where do you run your home cross-country races for O'Fallon High School
3: at O'Fallon High School, we have two campuses, our uh, campus on Smiley Street, the Smiley campus that uh, houses our sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Our cross-country course is actually at our freshman campus on uh, Milburn Road, our, our Milburn campus. I was going to
0: say, because I don't remember seeing cross-country kids running around, running around the uh, the facilities at, on the Smiley campus.
3: Well, there's a, a park near the Smiley campus right. about two blocks away.
0: They've got tennis courts there, too.
3: That's correct. Very good.
0: So how many more years are you going to do it? And if you don't want to say, say, I don't want to say. But do you know how many more years you're going to do it? I do not know. And, do not. and you've got a son coming up.
3: Yes. The son's coming up he's, in the morning. He's not a cross-country runner. He's, he's not. He's a golfer and a bowler, so I'll need to bring him up to uh, Oak Brook at some point in time. Very
0: good. Here's what I say. That's better.
3: And <laughs> Why do you say that?
0: Because I coached my kid. And I think if your son finds his way doing other things, and that's what he likes to do, then I think everybody's happy.
3: Oh, in, in my lifetime, I've played or coached nearly every single sport on this planet. Uh, there's two that I basically have not done, and those two are bowling and golf. And the boy's drawn to those two things.
0: Perfect. Makes, makes complete sense to me. I think, uh, I think it'll be easier for him, easier on you. And, uh, well, I I wish you luck this, uh, this spring with the, with the track team, but I think the biggest difference between track and cross country, I think track is an organizational masterpiece if you do it right.
3: It is, it is. And, you know, for a team to be good, you can't be good in just one area of the team. You have to have people in the jumps and the throws and the hurdles and, and, you know, the relay, you got to have a little bit of everything and, uh, Hopefully this year we have some of that.
0: And you have to have an army of assistant coaches. How many assistant coaches do you have for track?
3: We have a total of, well, we have four boys coaches and we also have girls coaches. And we share a little bit, so we combine those. But uh, so, yeah, in that regard, we have that army.
0: Well, I know you're going to be solid in terms of your boys' distance and middle distance runners because I can look at your cross-country finishes and and tell that, but how's the rest of the team going to be?
3: We should be pretty good. You know, uh, obviously, you know, where it comes to the conference, we have to we have to be aware of Edwardsville and East St. Louis. They're the, the two perennials, and every once in a while we can poke our head in there, and we're hoping that this spring's one of those years that we can sneak in there.
0: And I know West and East and and Alton are going to have kids that are kids that can run well, well they, too.
3: They always have people.
0: John Burnett, it's so good to see you again. it's been, it's been a long time, but congrats, Mesby winner, 3A boys cross country team of the year. How many times in the top 10? Two
3: times you finished second, finished fifth? Two seconds, a third, a fifth, a seventh, and a tenth.
0: Well, congratulations on all your success. You know, um, this is year number three of the podcast. And so since I've been doing the podcast, I've kept an eye on everybody. But before I was doing the podcast, my head was down and I was focused in in my own little world. So if I didn't recognize some of the great things you did uh, back in the day, I was I was just being selfish and and, and focused on my own thing. So moving forward, I keep I keep a better eye on things. So I, I appreciate all the success. And uh, from one old coach to another, I appreciate how much fun you're still having. <laughs> Thanks tell, a lot. And tell Todd Moeller I said hi. He's in his last couple of months here.
3: He's narrowing it down.
0: What are you guys going to do without him next year?
3: I don't know. Are I
0: you going to take over as AD? I
3: can tell you the one person who will not be taking over as <laughs> AD. That is me. John Burnett, O'Fallon,
0: Panthers, Boys Cross Country, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, guest number three tonight on the podcast from Highland High School Basketball, head coach Daryl Cunningham and star players Cade Altadonna and Jake Ottensmeyer. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. But before we talk hoops, I got to talk about Casson's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Didn't you get your truck there, Jake? I
4: did. It runs smooth.
0: Would you buy it anyplace else? Nope. Listen to us, people. Thanks to partner Casson's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Casson's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at cassons.com. Casson's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not purchase a car or a truck or a van anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And... Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and it'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you want to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans, and ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he will donate $100 to the Metro East High School or junior high team of your choice. He'll give $100 to Triad Basketball. No. He'll give $100 to Highland Basketball. Absolutely, yes. It's your choice, people. All you got to do is call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East, even if it is Triad Basketball. Come on, Coach. No. I know that's your rival.
5: Bulldogs only.
0: Bulldogs only okay you'll donate a hundred bucks to to the Highland Bulldogs boys basketball team all right guys welcome to the show coach you're having a good year
5: we're having we're having a pretty good year Uh, as a coach of course you always think it can be better but the guys are are working hard and they're doing some good things and we have certainly uh, been breaking some ground this year
0: 16 and 7 3 and 3 in the conference and the conference appears to be very competitive this year a lot of good teams
5: it it is uh, the the two leaders right now is Triad and, and Uh You can get beaten on any given night, uh, which we have by uh, CM Civic Memorial, and then Coach Green's doing a real good job there. And then we also lost to Jerseyville at home by uh, by two points. Also,
0: Kate Altadonna, senior, thousand point score. Congratulations! Thank you, appreciate it. Did you think you were going to score a thousand points when you started your Basketball
6: career at Highland. I um, mean, that was always a goal of mine. You know, growing up in Highland, seeing other guys score a thousand points, I've always been like, you know what, that's that's gonna be a goal of mine. And when sophomore year got cut short because of COVID, and junior year got cut short because of my injury, and I was kind of looking a little yeah. little gray there for a little bit, but. Came back and got it this year,
0: which really uh, really was big for me. You stuck with it this year. Good good for you. Congratulations. Were you a starter as a freshman? I was, yes. Okay, so four-year starter, and you came in when coach came in. Correct. Okay, and congratulations to you too, Jake Ottensmeyer, committing to Eastern Illinois University to continue your baseball career. That's a big step for you. Yes, sir. Thank but, you. But right now you're focused on hoops. Oh, I am, and you're having a good time. Great time. Last year for you for scholastic basketball, probably because you're you're not going to play basketball at Eastern. You're just going to be focused on baseball. So, are you? Does that make this season more important to you? Well, I'm only a junior, so. I'll oh, play. I thought you were a senior. Sorry. No, junior, so I'll play. I'll be playing again next year. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry about that. I lost track of a year there. Then I, I yeah, you don't you you don't want to be done this year. Then no. you want to go ahead and play
5: next year too. Well,
0: well, good for you. All right, Coach, how can this team improve this year to to finish out strong and go deep in the playoffs?
5: Well, we have to have great guard play uh, from Cade and Jake and then overall uh, in practice. Uh, Really been on the guys about making sure that we're taking care of details in practice, uh, making sure that we're getting better. And um, that's that's definitely expected. We've, we've still got to get better on the boards. Um, the guy, the guys know our key number defensively, and when we've hit that number and held teams down, um, our record is really good under 50 points.
0: So this is the front court right here sitting across from me at this table.
5: Yes, this is our back court. These are your, yeah. these are your shooting guards. They're my combo guards. They're my they're my all guards. Are and they interchangeable? Yes. Yes, either one of them can play the point, um, and either one of them can play the shooting guard. They they can they can do anything that we need, and and sometimes we do that. We move them around um, frequently, uh, especially with defenses. Coach,
0: describe the style of this year's Highland Bulldog boys varsity
5: basketball team. A team that plays hard, awfully hard, and uh, pushing the ball up and down the court. A team that, that that's fun. To, Fun to watch. We're not extremely big, uh, but I think my, my guys do a great job of playing bigger um, than our heights are, uh, including my, my inside guys, and we've got other unsung heroes on our team uh, also.
0: Well, the game that I saw was a, a great, a great uh, win on a, on a controversial last call, but I watched the review, and the kid did not get the shot off in, in time. But you guys had a really narrow, exciting win over Quincy Notre Dame at the Highland Shootout.
5: And it, it was great. Um, our girls played before that, and they won at the buzzer. Um, and then we were down. I mean, who thought that we would be down 11 points with 336 and scored the last 14 points to to win the game? I'll be honest with you. I thought it was over.
0: I thought it was over.
5: <laughs> like, I quit I
0: quit watching. I look back up again, and you guys are coming back. And the next thing I know – you scored
6: right at the very end. No, I had a, a pass to Braxton Decker on a backdoor cut that got and one that uh, ended up giving us the lead.
5: And, and Jake, uh, the guys, the, the guys, uh, I, Jake also uh, brought that up. Let's run the play. We run the play all the time, but we had not. Jake called the play. Jake, had, yeah, he had a lot to do with it. Maybe yeah.
0: you got a future in coaching and not trucks.
4: Yeah. I don't know. Last well, time you were here,
0: remember you told me you, you told me you were gonna do tow trucks.
4: Yeah, I don't uh, we'll just see where it takes me.
0: Uncle Scott was telling me about that. It's a little more involved than that. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool what the what the family business is there. But I want to focus on that Highland shootout for a second because they had Matt Powers on the show and also Mr. Mayor, Heeman, Mr. Mr. Kevin Heeman. Sure. And uh, that's a really a really cool event. Do you guys take a lot of pride in participating in that and hosting that event?
5: Well, we're we definitely participate um, since we're from Highland, you know, our team, our, our girls team. Uh, Matt does a super job. And over the years, uh, from me understanding the history of the Highland shootout and, and talking to various people, the Highland shootout has grown from just a shootout. It seems like it's a national shootout now and one of the better ones uh, in the country.
0: It seems like a really cool event. I had a great time uh, attending it this year. I had a fantastic time watching you guys play. The energy in the gym was, was a lot of fun. It was my first time attending it, obviously, but I thought it, was, I thought it was pretty cool. All right, let's talk about you for a second, Coach. Sure.
5: How did you wind up in
0: Highland? Where are you
5: from? I'm from Chicago, uh, from the west suburbs of Chicago. Played my high school basketball for Gene Pingator. Uh, At St. Joseph's High School. Uh, I got down to this area. I was a college coach for 10 years, a Division I college coach. And I was coming from Indiana State. And at the time, Coach Forster was looking for someone with experience that could kind of hit the ground running. And it was a good place to move my family. We did a lot of research, and we got a lot of information that the Edwardsville area was good. So for our family, it was definitely an upward move, uh, conference-wise. Being in Missouri Valley Conference is a little bit, uh, you know, I was in a Missouri Valley Conference coming to the Ohio Valley Conference. That was a little bit different. You know, we didn't we didn't get those flights and and private flights anymore. It was more on the bus, but. That's how I got to. Uh, that's how I got to Highland. When I was done with uh, high sc- uh, with college basketball, I started looking for a high school coaching job and thought I would be at a couple other places. Had applied at a couple other places, um, and some things just didn't work out with the timing. So it was really my wife and actually um, Justin, who you, who passed away from a scooter. Our kids played together, and Highland came up. Originally, with my wife, I said nah, I don't know about that, you know. But I noticed that the job was open a long time. Um, my wife is the one who said, "Well, if you want to, if you want to keep coaching, you're going to have to apply with what's open," you know. So that's that was part of it. And then uh, Justin, um, I visited with him about Highland a little bit because he was coaching at Mascuda, and he's the one who said you should apply. When he said you should apply, then then I said, well let me throw my hat in there and just see, but not, was not really totally sure if if I was really serious about it. And how's it been three years later? Three years later, we've certainly been building. Um, There's been challenges as there is uh, with anything in high school basketball and youth sports. Uh, It's, it's been tough. Uh, But the kids, uh, we started out two and 27, my first year. And Cade was, uh, you know, Cade was a freshman and, you know, it was a lot of changes and, and the cultural changes and me implementing a, a system and, you know, a, a different type of a program and mentality, a mentality. The kids had to, kids had to absolutely work and a, and a toughness and all of that. And that takes time. Uh, and I know that better than anyone. But four years later, you know, we're doing a lot better. And of course, I'd like, I think we should be 19 and four, but we have some good wins and the kids have done a have done a good job, and, and we've beaten some some very good teams this year. Has it been more fun
0: or less fun? How's it been different from from coaching Division One college basketball to, to now you're now you're coaching hometown basketball?
5: I think high school basketball is always fun because you you always have an opportunity with high school, and even you just had a former guest with Ray, and you know I coach Ray for AAU. You, you're having a chance to. Um, help young men move along in life and at the end of the day you're trying to help them be very productive in life on and off the court um, uh, just in anything that they do but high school college is more of a you're still helping young men in college but it is a little bit more of a business and you better believe you know at the end of the day in college you've got to you know you've got to win some games I've got to win you've got to win games in high school too but it's at a little bit different level and you don't have to go out on the road and recruit and you know, local games, you come back home at night and things like that. But it's, it's been fun.
0: At this point, everybody in the program has just had you. At this point, these are all your kids in the program. Does the program feel a little bit different now? Because now you're not changing the culture. Now it's your culture.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. The kids know the expectation of what we're looking for. They know where we're trying to get to and, um, you know, they responded well. The kids got, you know, I've said something to them the other day, and to their credit, they, they responded well. Uh, we're always trying to go to, we're trying to go higher and higher and reach new heights, and uh, we're trying to keep it going now. You know, losing losing Cade and losing some of my my seniors, Brendan Jelly, uh, Joe Jansen, and Gunnar Mackey, that's going to be a hard replacement, but we have some other things in place now. We have other kids developing and coming along.
0: Okay, so Cade, you start off your freshman year, brand new coach in town, and from the moment go, it seems to have been a positive uh, impact on you because you wind up with 1,000 points in your career, and the team is is seemingly playing very well right now,
6: right? Yeah, yeah I mean, when he first came in, I and mean, it was a change for all of us, but I mean, it really helped us for the better, I think. You know, like he was saying, that mentality that was brought in of like, you know, you got to work every day to get your job. And so I think it's really kind of, Ruttle in a lot of toughness with our team now.
0: How would you describe coach's style? Uh, it's nitty gritty.
6: You gotta you gotta work for everything. You gotta go to the offensive boards, defensive boards, you know. You might not have the most talented scorers, but you know, we're gonna win most games on the defensive
0: end. So we're gonna hustle back and take care of our defensive responsibilities. Nobody's a prima donna that's just focused yep. on getting numbers. Yep. Is that fair, Coach? That's very fair. All right, let's hear from Jake. How would you describe playing for Coach Daryl? Cunningham. Uh definitely like
4: just like Kate said, uh, pushes me every day, just trying to get better every day. Uh working towards the end goal, uh, which everybody on the team knows is just to win as many games as possible and win every game that we compete in. So uh definitely nitty gritty, working hard, uh just giving it our all every day and see what we can get out of it. Because, you know, we're not we're not six, eight, uh, power five recruits and we just gotta we gotta work as hard as we possibly can to make up for that and play a lot bigger than we are
0: and you guys are both multi-sports athletes you played football yep. are you going to play baseball in the spring nope so nope. this just is it for you or track? Football.
6: nope just basketball just these football. Two. Yep. and then Cade, what are you going to do next year i'm going to the university of kentucky next year
0: any idea what you're going to study uh kinesiology exercise science with the intention on becoming a pe teacher conceivably uh, someday or a uh, physical therapist okay PT, good for you, smart kid, huh? Yep,
5: very smart. But what's it been like?
0: What's it been like coaching this young man for the last for the last three years and also his
5: senior year? Uh, it's been great with Kate. I had him my first year, and uh, you know I felt bad uh, my first year because he you're coming in as a freshman and. You know we're two twenty-seven. He's going through a lot of changes. I put the ball in his hands. I asked him to do too much. And one one thing I can say about Cade's character is his sophomore year, I'm like, I, you know, I asked you to take a lot of shots your freshman year, and then here comes another freshman that makes an impression. That uh, makes an impression. Jake Jake Ottensmeyer. And then I say, Cade, well, you got to score, but now you got to distribute too, and now we got to make sure everybody's getting it within the flow. And he's adjusted really well. So it's been great coaching him um he's done everything that's asked uh he's definitely a competitor uh he likes to win both of them like to win and it's it's been very good coaching does he play basketball like a football player at times yes aggressive yeah I dare you try to take the ball from him and when he makes up his mind to go somewhere uh you're, you're gonna see a pretty strong player coming through the lane and you're probably gonna feel a little bit of the punishment too
0: What specifically does this team have to do better for you guys to make that deep run?
5: We got to rebound the ball better. We have to rebound the ball better. Uh, We have to shoot it a little bit better, but that part I'm not worried about. Um, Our intensity overall as a team um, has to improve, Uh, and I've been on the guys about that. I received a message the other day, and it was about Cade. Uh, and it talked about how his intensity is before the game. And it's like he's looking at prey. Uh, and I'm going to share that with the team at some point. But we have to have everybody together. We just got Joe Jansen back. And we've got guys inside that do a good job that don't get enough credit. And then we got a sharpshooter and Brendan Jelly and guys that come off the bench. We've got to be one unit um, as one. And then the last thing, the guys have to understand how we get it done. And our margin for error is not, uh, you know, we're good when we put the pieces together, but because Jake said, you know, we're not very big at times, our margin of error is small at times, especially against good teams.
0: I feel like you're heading into crunch time, too. Tomorrow you've got a big opponent. Tomorrow night you've got a big opponent in the Kayhawks. Uh Tough team, tough program, uh, top 10 program in the large school in the St. Louis metropolitan area. And then you back that up with Triad, another top 10 large school team in the St. Louis metropolitan area and you're kind of finishing out the conference
5: yeah that the kids uh, our players know down the stretch it's going to be tough Uh, I've I've already looked at it I know what we're in for we're game by game uh, starting with Collinsville Tuesday Jersey will be tough on Friday and yeah Breeze is extremely well coached on Saturday there's just no give me games on the schedule we're gonna have to fight we're gonna have to fight for all of them but At the same time, we'll be battle-tested going into regionals, and I think that's good too. Do you get
0: more or less nervous now than you did before games when you were coaching in college? Coach.
5: You get a little bit more nervous now because now you've moved over to the head seat. As as an assistant coach in college, and I've explained this to my coaches on staff, as an assistant coach in college, hey, I was the favorite assistant coach. Let's go to Coach D.C., you know, uh, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make your head coach look good, and that part is easy. At the end of the day, as a college coach, the pressure falls on the head coach who's making the money, right? So when you move over to the head seat, you know, sometimes you do things that's unpopular, For the for the goodness of your team, but I certainly get more nervous uh, as a head coach. You know, and things go through your through your mind: Is my team well prepared? Are they ready to play? Um, You know, those things, like it or not, they fall on your shoulders.
0: Is the program where you want it now that you've been here three plus years?
5: No, it's it's not. It's not where I want where I want it, but it's in a better place. Um, I've had to excuse me. I've had to be patient. And I want the guys to, to understand a little bit more to when we lose a game, my, my message is always not that we lose, but how did we lose it? And how much does it bother you? Uh, they don't get to see. I remember my college coach, uh, Coach Altman, who's the head coach at Oregon now. And I remember traveling and we were on bus rides and he would be sick and he would be in the back of the bus going to the bathroom and things like that. And I find myself up you know, at night, not worrying. There's a difference in, I'm not worrying about it, but making sure we're prepared and, and trying to make sure and explain to coaches, you know, sometimes we got to help the kids get over the hump because a lot of conference games and a lot of good games, they come down to a couple possessions. All right, boys, what are you looking
0: forward to most the remainder of this season?
6: Uh, Really, you know, a big goal of ours is to, you know, get a regional championship, you know, Last year we lost to a very good East St. Louis team, which you know we competed for three quarters, and they just got us in that
0: fourth quarter. So this year is really just let's let's go win a regional. It's a good point. I mean East St. Louis, that's a that's a load. That's that's a that's tough competition, but I feel like you're playing a schedule conducive
5: to getting you ready for that. Yeah, we definitely are, and and just what Cade said, and this is this is a great uh, example. Cade's first year we played East St. Louis. The first time we played him, we were down thirty to zero at the end of the first quarter, and we were down fifty to eight at halftime. He had two quick fouls, and as soon as he came in the second half, he started scoring. But it just sh- it does show the progress. And then last year, you know, we're tied at the end of the first quarter. We're down we're down nine, I think, at half. Down ten at three, and we're going tooth and nail. And then you know the fourth quarter. But yeah, we, we've certainly made a lot of progress. Uh, with the program, and now that we've played some more teams of that level, the kids have picked up confidence. And I, I, I specifically remember Brendan Jelly saying, "We need more games like this."
0: All right, Jake. Kate is a year older than you, so you guys have a similar role on the team, similar styles. You're both you're both fantastic. Athletes, but is he somebody as a kid who's year who's a year older? Is he somebody that you've looked up to coming into high school? I'd say looked up to, but also
4: uh, just always wanted to compete with. You know, it's what's made me better and made me a better basketball player and a just a better athlete overall. Just coming to uh, compete every day with somebody who's just like you, and it's uh, it's it's really good to have somebody like that. And I hope I can do the same for kids coming up. Do you feel like
0: you are competing against your? mirror image when you go against him at practice. In
4: practice, yeah, it's just it's competitive every day and that's what's fun about it. Who's think,
0: mo- who's more competitive, you or Cade? Uh, I Tied?
4: I think it's about the same, yeah. They but, go at it. But yeah. They it's, go at it? It's really Do you
0: c- you put them against each other intentionally to make them scrap? Yeah, Make them wa- tough.
5: Yeah. Some we haven't lately, but yeah, I remember some days I'm like uh, talking to our assistant coach, and I'm like, we're going to split up the teams, and it always it'll start with Kate on one team. And I remember watching a practice, and me and coach, our assistant coach was looking at each other, and we're like, you know, Kate comes down and score, Jake, Jake comes right back. They're com- we watched them go back and forth and compete, and it's like if Jake scored on Kate, he's coming, you know, he's coming right back. They both have very tough mentalities,
0: and they've made each other better, obviously,
5: and, by and that, competing, and that's key for our team.
0: Is the community coming out and supporting you like you had hoped when you took this job?
5: Yes, they have. They have. I've, I've seen them uh, at the games, and, uh, you know, I get compl- uh, compliments. People come up and say, hey, you're doing a great job, and, you know, the kids are doing well. Um, Highland is a tight-knit, seems like community um, to me from from the outside looking in. Uh, I don't pay a lot of attention to that but from the comments and, and the people coming to the games they've they've done a good job with the support and it's it's awfully appreciated
0: it seems you know like I said I was only there for the Highland shootout but it seemed like awesome support it seemed like everybody was out I know you guys had a good year in football you're looking forward to baseball this year I'm gonna have a great year you can't uh you can't you can't look you can't get in your baseball mindset until basketball is over with though, right Right, right i'm full basketball right now looking forward to baseball though right uh, i'm excited yeah can't wait does uh signing with the eastern does that get you even more hyped up for yeah, it? yeah it's
4: definitely and i'm excited to be able to play uh these last two seasons without the stress of playing in front of college coaches just to know i got coaches that believe in me and uh i'm going to be working even harder but it's just great getting that stress off
0: position this year center field. yes sir again yes sir All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Coach, anything else uh, before you get out of here? Anything else you want us to watch for this year?
5: The rest of this year? No, not at all. I just want to say thanks for having us uh, on the program. Uh, We certainly appreciate it, and go Bulldogs. We'll
0: have you back, guys. How's that sound after you you win it all this year? Sound good? Sounds great. Big thanks to guests Neil James, Brittany Brown, John Burnett, Coach Daryl Cunningham and his star players Cade Altadonna and Jake Ottensmeyer. And for partners, Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, you bought your truck there, right? It's amazing. Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.